Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today, we are gonna reveal the three secrets to my recent flexibility breakthrough. Now, my recent pancake and front splits flexibility seems as though it was achieved overnight. But as we all know, that's not true. There's no such thing as overnight success. There were three key elements that we wanna share today, and we're also gonna reveal the exact stretch that made it all possible. Hey everyone, how you doing? In case we haven't met, my name is Rad Burmeister. I'm joined by my brother Yanni, and this is the Sound of Movement podcast. We are the founders of Unity Gym, where we turn driven people into athletes. If you want to know how we do that, you can grab one of our free blueprints, the Strength Blueprint, Flexibility Blueprint, Nutrition Blueprint, or the At-Home Workout Blueprint. And uh, you can get some key insights into how we get such great results. Uh, if you're listening live on the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group, leave a comment. Let us know uh, that you're catching it live and we'll give you a shout out. Shout out to Vinnie Brown there. And uh, if you're catching the replay on YouTube, if you like this content, please subscribe to the channel. Always helps us. Now, today we've got a very special announcement because today's show is actually brought to you by the Flexibility Masterclass, the exact program that Yanni used in order to get his amazing breakthrough with flexibility. There's a link in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group if you wanna grab that program. It's on special for the next 72 hours only. It is by far our most phenomenal flexibility program. Don't miss your chance to get this. So uh, yeah, that's it guys. Uh, I hope you strap yourselves in because this is gonna be a really good show. This has been a big topic uh, Yanni posted. Uh, it was inspired by a post that Yanni did earlier this week uh, where he was um, boasting about getting his first chest to floor pancake, which is a pretty big deal for Yanni because about six years ago, I started the flexibility journey for Unity Gym. I, I made the decision that I wanted to be flexible. I was tired of, you know, I did martial arts for 13 years and I did martial arts that's renowned for making people flexible, Kung Fu. And I was more flexible than the average person, but nothing compared to what I am now and couldn't do the splits, couldn't do any of the things I can do now. And about six years ago, I said, you know, stuff this, I'm going to get flexible. And I, and I really doubled down on it. And it started this, this journey that led to the Flexibility Masterclass program. And about three years after me starting it, Yanni decided to get in on it because he, he saw the results that I was getting. So he was late to the game and, and worse than I was when he started. He was, he was way less flexible than I was. And uh, three years later, he got his first chest to floor pancake. And if you saw Yanni doing his first pancakes, um, three years ago, they were woeful. They he had a really rounded back. Uh, he couldn't get close to the ground at all. Couldn't I, even I couldn't get even his, sit up straight. Yeah, you couldn't even sit up straight. I could couldn't you? sit up straight in a pancake position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It, he looked like a very stiff person. Looked like a typical strong, beefy dude that could, you know, was 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 really really stiff. And, 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 uh, if, and if we go back a little bit further than that, when I used to train people at fitness first, I was one of those people that couldn't comfortably sit on the floor for more than a couple of minutes. You know, you, you get asked to sit on the floor in a conference or something like that yeah, for a while. Yeah. I couldn't even sit cross-legged yeah. on the floor for more than a few minutes without getting lower back pain. Yep. I just did not have the flexibility or the conditioning for it, you know? Yep. So, yeah. yeah, so to go from that to a chest-to-floor pancake at age 41 is a is a massive feat. And, you know, Yanni posted this uh, this photo and sent an email out to our list uh, talking about his achievement. And we, we got a lot of interest. A lot of people um, that follow us in our inner circle were really impressed with it, wanted to know what he did, how did he get there. And today we're gonna talk about the, the two 
stretches that the the unknowing stretches that Yanni did that seemingly gave him overnight success but then we're going to talk about how overnight success is really just the result of the work that had been done in the uh, in the years in the past and um, and and Yanni's going to be revealing the the three big secrets that uh you know that allowed him to achieve this for those of you listening on the podcast i've got my fingers up i'm doing the bunny ears uh the overnight success um and that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to reveal that to you yeah the reason why i say overnight success is because i had uh i felt like i'd hit a plateau for about so we say um i've been training for this for three years but like arguably i went at it um pretty hard for maybe six months in the first year and I would just continually get to a point where I just didn't feel like I was making any progress and I'd really sort of go back to my old ways of not doing as much stretching and focus more on strength uh, and I kind of went at it with, uh, with little sprints you know but um, we're going to share one from a macro perspective one thing that I did change that made a huge difference and I won't give that up right now but but we'll share it in a sec but um, you know, if I like, I reckon if I said, okay, I, if I really looked at it and analyzed the, 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 my schedule and my training schedule over the last three years, if I really had been consistent, it had probably been a cumulative 12 months of doing this practice properly. You know, I believe that if you went at this with the right structure, you would achieve what I've achieved in 12 months. If you stayed consistent, I don't. I'm I, I, terrible I at couldn't that. agree more. My results that I've achieved in six years, I reckon you could achieve in about 12 to 24 months, yeah. knowing what we the, know the, now the, and the, what we teach the, now. And the reason is because we don't know what we don't know until we, you know, hindsight's a hell of a thing, right? Yeah. And and so once you achieve it, you go, wow, if I had only just done that at that, at that time, I would have kept my consistency i would have stayed sort of focused and i would i wouldn't have slacked off you know but we would hit we would hit a um a, a plateau and we'd be butting our heads against a wall going okay i need you know w why isn't this working anymore because everything you do produces an initial result and you you get a little bit of a breakthrough and then it sort of stops and tapers off and eventually you have to kind of think of an, a, a different way of coming at the same problem you know and uh and and that when you don't know, when you when your knowledge is is limited, at that point you've got to get online and you've got to reach out to people and you've got to find a new coach and you've got to you know you've got to you got to find the thing that gets you the next breakthrough you know, and so it's really nice connecting the dots when you look back because the dots come together really beautifully in this lovely blueprint or or for us a program that we created over that time which is our flexibility masterclasses, but. Um, you know, when you're building that, when you're designing that, you're experimenting. And so it takes much longer than, than it would take if you just followed the, the system, you know, followed the program. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, I want, we're going to say, yeah, I've been working on this for three years, but I really do believe that if you had the right formula from the start, it wouldn't take that long. Now, the other thing w with me is that I am, uh, I, I, I'm easily distracted and I look for the next shiny object a lot and I, and I resort back to what makes me feel good because I don't train for the same reasons as, as Rad. Rad trains, Rad, Richard and, and myself all train for different reasons. I train because of the feeling I get. It helps me manage you know, um, anxiety and depression and things like that. And so I do need to feel like I've had a really good workout. I need to get that energy blast. I need to get those endorphins going, you know? And so training for flexibility for me has been an arduous task because arguably you do not get those, you don't experience the same thing as a real heart pumping workout that, you know, or, or, or bodybuilding style workout or hit or AMRAP workout, you know? 
And so it has it has been very challenging. And then um, to, on top of that, I've always had to come at this from a, a, a perspective of I've had compromises in my body. My back has been injured and my shoulders have been buggered. And so you, you can never train the way your ego wants to train. You're always training at a, at a, at a pace that your body will allow and uh, or you'll hurt yourself, you know. And so it's not like you can just like I'd love to come at all of this with a clean slate and not have any of the issues that my body's got because you could just do whatever the hell you want and probably feel okay about it. But I'm always having to amend and adapt to, to what's happening on the day. So it's, it's, ne it's never perfect. And every workout isn't ever perfect, you know. Mm. I don't remember the last time I had a perfect week of workouts where nothing hurt or nothing came up that I had to deal with, you know. Mm. And that's purely because of a, a lifetime of neglect prior to the philosophies that we adhere to now, you know. So there's well, a... Sorry, look, if, well, that's all right. If we, if we get into this now, so we'll, we'll just first reveal the three key secrets and then we're going to go deeper into them so the the first secret that to yanni's uh flexibility is the balance between strength and flexibility that his training now has that comes from the unified movement system and this is really why we created the unified movement system the unified movement system was a it was this journey of, of because we all did especially yanni did a lot of weightlifting, a lot of resistance training um, and we brought together this marriage of strength and flexibility until eventually it was this push and pull between which one got more attention within our workouts until it came to this point where they both got a one-to-one -one ratio because we just realized that you couldn't have one without the other. And that was really the birth of the Unify Movement System. The second is uh, the program, the, the structure and the consistency of the program, which is really why we created the Flexibility Masterclass, which is uh, a cornerstone to Yanni's success. And then the third point, the third uh, secret, I should say, sorry, is the, the mastermind, learning from other people. Now, in Yanni's case, the mastermind was Richard and myself and even Phil. Um, just training with us where we were all bouncing ideas off each other. But that was really the reason as to why we created the UMS online coaching group, because that's the mastermind for anyone around the world that's in our uh, unified movement system. So those are the three key secrets. And what we're going to do now is we're going to go a lot deeper into those. We're going to talk about... Um, uh, we're going to unpack those things. So And, and also, um, after we do that, I do want to reveal the cup the two stretches that made a big impact and why because there was it, it's funny and and it, it looks so obvious now when i think about it and and the 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 and i and i cannot i cannot understate this i cannot understate this enough the 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 increase in range that I've had in a number of weeks is really quite uh, astonishing when you compare just how little I progressed in the last two years. I got to a point where after I'd fully warmed up in a pancake, I could bend forward to about a 45 degree angle. And anything beyond that point, I, I just had to round my back completely. And, and I could sort of, if I really pushed it, I could get my elbows to the floor. But it was like, it looked awful. It looked horrible, you know. And in the last two weeks, I came back and went, I'm going to try a pancake and just went boom to the floor. And it was phenomenal. Like it really has astonished me how big the change. Like I'm talking uh, it, what feels like overnight, I've gone about 12 to 16 inches in range, you know. 
And it's really funny because I felt always when I stretched my hamstrings, I felt a really uncomfortable sensation in my calves and feet. And I never really understood how to solve that, how to fix that. I just thought You're not going to give away the secret. No, I'm not. I'm now, not. I'm not. But I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to uh, sort of let people know that we are going here in this podcast. You know, and then the other area that I felt a lot of discomfort was in my lower back. I've had quite a serious lower back um, uh, injury. And so when I tried to do a lot of the stretches that that I'd see Rad do, I never experienced the stretch in my hamstrings. I, like, I know my hamstrings were compromised and that seemed to happen after I fell off a horse and, and, uh, and hurt my back quite badly. Uh, it just all locked down. My glutes, my hamstrings and my lower back just seemed to seize up. It just didn't want movement because movement created a lot of discomfort for me. And, um, I, and so, yeah, I, I just want to say that like for me and I, and, and I was even told by a lot of p- professionals that hamstring stretching doesn't work. If you've got um, tight hamstrings, it just, it just doesn't work. You just got to live with it. You can't get them flexible. You know, I even had friends of mine who are physios say that to me, you know. Yeah, I've seen this before. You know, some people just are genetically, they, their hamstrings are locked up and you'll never release them. You'll never be able to release them. And I was starting to think that that might have been the case. After two years of bashing away at my hamstrings and adductors, they just didn't see, they, they, I got a really good initial result and I went from not even being able to sit up straight on the floor to being able to get a, have a perfectly neutral back and lean forward into a pancake. So, you know, to, to, the, to the average person, it looked like I was really flexible, but it was nowhere near elite level flexibility like a chest or stomach to the floor pancake and, and, and the type of flexibility you want at an elite level, you know. So yeah, we are going to reveal the two stretches that um, that completely changed that for me, and I would say uh, enabled this huge breakthrough. And you know, what, the reason why I, w- I want to talk about that is because I never would have found these two stretches if it wasn't for the mastermind, if it wasn't for the mastermind concept. And when we say mastermind today, guys, we are talking about a mastermind concept. We're talking about the concept of being in a group, being exposed or surrounded by a group of people who are all striving for the same or similar goals who all have a much more powerful collective knowledge and experience than you alone, than one single person can. They're all doing their own study. They're all doing their own research. They're all doing their own training and they all can make suggestions and bounce ideas and feedback and insight um, around in a, in a group. And that is that, that in, a, in and of itself, um, the importance of that in my breakthrough uh, shouldn't be understated. Yeah, absolutely. So look, let's jump into to the first uh, the first secret here, which is the balance between strength and flexibility. And you know, one of the first uh, one of the first things to understand here is that what we've found is that making a one to one ratio of strength and flexibility training in your workouts the normal thing that you do that by far has been one of the biggest breakthroughs that we've had and that's led to what you've experienced because that was the macro thing that changed everything because even even when i wasn't specifically training for the pancake yeah i was still doing that. yeah that's right and and it's because if you don't do that you end up training in a way where you do the things that you feel like doing or that you feel you need more of like most people that have been training for a long time can relate to that where you the pendulum swings between oh i feel like i need more of this now and i feel like i need more of that now now, one of the big, Yanni and I were talking about this as we were just having brunch before, and one of the biggest problems that we see in the way most people that train 
consistently in a gym, especially us and the way we were and the way anybody at any of the big gyms that we've trained at trains is, that flexibility is an afterthought. Flexibility is like something that people say, oh, I'll do a little bit of stretching at the end of my workout or um, I might do some stretching tonight or I'll have a day off and I'll just do a stretch day or whatever. And those same people are the people that are saying, I can never get flexible. doesn't mm. matter how much I stretch, I just don't get flexible. Well, it was me. That was yeah. me to a T. Yeah. I, I was you the know. same. We, we both yeah. were. And the reason why, it, it's not because you can never get flexible. It's because you're not treating flexibility as part of the workout. Like yep. you, the strength training is part of the workout. The fitness is part of the workout. Most people can relate to that. But the flexibility is not part of the workout. And so what we've done with the UMS and, what, and of course, with our own training, because that's what we do, the UMS, is that we now do a one-to-one ratio of strength and flexibility. Yeah. And it's... it, it, it yeah, it, it, it's really important that you understand because the, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Flexibility for a fit person is a beast to unlock. Flexibility for a compromised person who's coming like coming from a history of you know really pushing their body, injuring themselves, things like that is can be frustratingly slow because it's largely about convincing your your, your nerves and brain that it's okay to be doing these things and to allow you to access these ranges of motion. And the only thing that will do that is repetition. And so therefore you have to create an environment or a routine or a habit where it is just completely normal to go and do the reps. You know, I, I, I used to um, feel the same way when I, I, I'd, I'd see a client who only could afford to train with me once a week or twice a week and they used to complain that they're not putting on muscle and i'd just go dude like to actually hypertrophy your muscles you've got to train so hard so consistently so frequently and then back it up with consuming enough calories and and specifically dietary protein to pack on muscle it's a science it's an art form and there is buckley's chance you're going to get there only training once or twice a week you know and and it and it's exactly the same with flexibility and so if you don't figure out a way of, of, of combining your flexibility, so flexibility becomes the workout, and then you learn and grow to understand that the strength and flexibility complement one another. It, you cannot have one without the other. Vinnie Brown's made a comment here, which, you know, he says it's, it, it was the, the, the need for strength is very much, uh, I didn't know what I didn't know sort of thing. And it's very, very true. You know, um, you, it is, it is impossible, I believe, to really, really develop strength in a, in an adult in an adult, not someone who's always been flexible, who's done gymnastics as a kid or whatever else, but in in someone who's never been flexible before without first uh, or at the same time becoming strong, you know, because your body just doesn't want to do it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel comfortable doing it, you know? And so, yeah, somehow you have to create a program or do a program where that is the norm, where it's just, you go, you do your strength, you do your flexibility and it's all coupled together because if you don't, you're not going to get flexible, and 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 from a macro perspective, over the last two or three years, that is one of the biggest things that set the benchmark, it set the foundation for me, that enabled all of this to happen. You know, and that's why I say, uh, although it feels like an overnight success, I introduced this one stretch and and arguably two stretches that seemed to deliver such a profound result. But it, it was all the other stuff I'd done in the background over those last couple of years, shifting from you know training like a bodybuilder um, to training in a really balanced fashion. You know, that that enabled that. Well, the problem is that whatever you're not doing, you're creating a problem with. So. 
If you're not learning to speak German, then you're creating a problem for if you ever go to Germany. You're not going to be able to communicate with anyone. I was quite surprised how many of them speak English, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not, if you're not uh, lifting weights or training to become stronger, then you're creating a problem in your body because you're progressively getting weaker as you age. And the same thing happens with flexibility. So if you only do one without the other, you might feel that you need to be flexible and so you do a whole bunch of stretching without doing any strength training. But soon enough, you're going to feel like you're weak, you know. So we're not even talking about fitness here. And the main reason why we're not talking about it is because to combine fitness into a program is not really that revolutionary. There's, it's, that's a pretty easy thing to do. It's, it's not that it, we do that in the UMS. We absolutely have a balance between strength, flexibility, and fitness. But that's what makes it not what makes it revolutionary. It's the balance with strength and flexibility that really makes what we do revolutionary. So when you that's the real secret sauce for me with the one to one ratio of strength and flexibility is that you just when you're doing it, you you often like we've spoken about it many times where we're doing our training and, and we're not even focusing on getting more flexible. We're just doing the stretching between the sets because it's a part of the uh, program. And, you know, all of a sudden, like three months later or whatever, you try something that you haven't done for ages and, and you can just do it. Like it's just there and you weren't even trying for it. You weren't even working on it. Your body's just getting more flexible because of the program. Yeah, absolutely. Now, talking about, uh, about balance, the, the next, the next uh, bullet point for this, uh, for this point, the balance of strength and flexibility, is creating structural balance in your body so that your joints are more stable. Do you want to go deeper into that? Yeah, absolutely. Look, the, the, as I said before, uh, and we, we talk about this a lot uh, on our podcast, you know, you need, a, you need stability and strength in every joint and you need um, um, balance between opposing muscle groups. And this is, an, it's funny, it's another thing that Vinny has made a comment on. Can, he said, can you speak to the need of strengthening the, the opposing muscle group for what's being stretched? Uh, there's, there's, there's lots of reasons for that. But one of the things that you need to understand is a joint's not going to operate efficiently unless there is balance between the opposing muscle groups and also balance between the stability system and the big primary movers. Every joint, everything needs to work in balance to be optimized, to, to work optimally. You can get away with things unbalanced, but you're at a greater risk of injury. There's more glide occurring in the joints, meaning that the passive structures are put under uh, uh, loads that they're not really designed to take. And eventually something goes wrong but when you're trying to get flexible when you're trying to increase flexibility so much of it is trying to convince your brain to allow you to access these ranges you have to tick all the boxes you have to be strong you have to be stable you have to be in balance otherwise you know when there's one limiting factor it holds the whole process back and you just don't really progress very well you know so the need for structural balance becomes more and more important uh, if you're the type of person who just tr overtrains a certain muscle group, like the classic is bench press, you love to bench press, so you're always training the, the, the chest and the triceps and the shoulders, and you're creating this real imbalance with the muscles in your upper back, then you're going to have shoulder flexibility issues, and no amount of stretching is going to fix that. You're going to have to strengthen the rhomboids. You're going to have to strengthen the opposing muscle groups, the, 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 the traps, the rotator cuff, uh, to get really good overhead flexibility, you know. And, um, and so, yeah, the, the need for structural balance becomes really, really important, more so when you're trying to unlock elite-level flexibility. Yeah, it's also, 
I mean, Vinny, if you to answer your question from my perspective, like I, I agree with everything that Yanni just said there, but I, my explanation is more about the performance and about the why I would do it to be able to do the splits and to be able to kick higher in martial arts and to be able to do gymnastics movements. And if you think about it, flexibility is good. It's good to be able to sit down and pull your legs open into the splits on the floor. But that isn't as good as being able to stand up and lift your leg up into the splits, up into the air. Like you think about the value of that. Like if you if you can go on the if the only way that you can do the splits is when you, you have your legs pulled out by the force of the ground pushing your legs out, but then when you stand up, you still can't kick as high as you'd like to. It's not that useful, is it? But if you can even, even if you had not a full 180 degree splits, if you had like 160 degree middle splits, but you could access that range under control, under voluntary control, because your glutes and your abductors, your hip abductors were strong enough that you could lift your leg up there. That's a really valuable um, range of motion now. So, you know, going back to your question, what, what's uh, the need to strengthen the opposing muscle group? Um, as to what's being stretched, that it, well, it's, creates it, functional flexibility, that's right. functional it's range, functional. and that leads into the final point. It's really interesting because there was a comment that that came up on YouTube on one of our YouTube videos from a martial artist saying, "Why can't I kick as high as I can d stretch?" Yeah, he said that recently. You know, and uh, and that's exactly why because stretching alone, and this is this is one of my big gripes with some of the yoga practices that really really open the body and 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 excessively stretch without strengthening. Uh, it's not a functional flexibility. You know, when you need to go and use that express strength through that range, it's not there. It's not available. And this is the last thing that a, a really good balanced program will do. It will build strength through range of motion to reinforce stability and, and make strength functional so that you can actually use that. You can access that range, not just by applying um, external force to it, like someone stretching your leg out. You can actually lift your leg out, you know, and, and control it. And that's that's really, really important, you know. And, and you know, those, those three key sort of um, discussion points there are why and how we created the Unified Movement System. You know, we didn't think of all this and then create the perfect program. We trained for 10 years experimenting and then slowly molded this thing together where we took the best bits of what we'd learned that worked for us and our tribe here at Unity Gym and eliminated anything that wasn't delivering good results. And we continue to do that. You know, recently and we changed. A, and that was a hard process, like to eliminate, eliminate, eliminate until you're left with just the stuff that works. That, that just the stuff not that, even just the stuff that works, the stuff that gives the best result. Because yeah. there's not even a, enough room in the day if you want to get a really efficient 60-minute training session. You know, there's not even enough room to include just the stuff that works. Yeah. You can, uh, there's only room for the stuff that produces the best results, you know, yeah. and that's not just between Rad, myself and Richard. That's also between thousands of our tribe here and online, you know, so it, it sort of, it, it didn't come about overnight. It came about over a, about a, a decade of trial and error. And if you include the decade prior to that, where we really didn't know what we were doing, but making all the mistakes. Yeah. That's a part of the learning process as well, you know, yeah. um, Secret number two is is 
program, uh, programming and program structure. And this is, you know, this is really, really important too. And we're not going to, I don't think we need to go as deep here because we talk about these, um, these principles all the time on our podcast. Anyone who's followed us for a while will understand that load management is absolutely key. And you need to know how to you know, um, do specific movements so that you're managing macro and micro load. Uh, so that, you, you know, micro load referring to, are you doing the exercise correctly? If you're not doing the exercise with good form and technique, then you're going to expose yourself to excessive load. You're not going to manage load properly. Are you getting the sets, reps, tempo, time under tension right? Because that, if you're not, is going to mismanage load. Are you getting the training frequency right? So the program split is going to help you manage load. All of these things you get in a good program and it's all well thought out. It's not something that you just, that you, you throw together because it seems like it works. It has to come from research. It has to come from science, you well, know. It was only a few years ago that I was doing middle splits five days a week. And now people debate us online at that the, the way we do it now and the way we do it in the flexibility masterclass is only once a week. And people debate that that's not enough to get a result. And I will argue until I'm blue in the face against that because I tried it both ways. And yep. I got a better result doing it once a week than doing it five days a week. And that, I just, you know, four or five years ago, I just couldn't comprehend that. Yep. And I remember some people telling me, yeah, you, you, you've got to do it less to get a better result. And it didn't make sense to me. But it's because the accumulated load on the body causes you to be in this constant state of recovery and DOMS and you're never and, going and through constant, the adaptation. Constant state of inflammation yeah. because the inflammation is the healing process that's meant to be recovering, which takes roughly 72 hours. And if you're hitting it with another bout of stimulus that again causes tissue damage, metabolic damage to the tissue, stretching is a load. And this is another thing that people don't understand. Stretching is a load, just like lifting a dumbbell to the muscle. Uh, then yeah, you you you, you is, never actually progress. And this is it's important to understand that what we're talking about here, flexibility or uh, training, is very different to mobility training. And this is one of the things that I didn't understand back then. So we're talking about doing flexibility training for the middle splits or the pancake just once a week, whereas mobility training we do every day. Yep. And mobility training is much more gentle, usually like a warm-up or a cool-down type thing where you just take your joints through full range of motion. I posted a video of a mobility routine I'm doing at the moment as, we're actually, a, as a maintenance. Yeah, we're actually going to put up a really good video on YouTube today, this afternoon. Well, I, didn't, um, I didn't realize that we'd get such a response, but about 95 people asked me to produce it into a follow-along, so we've done that. and. Yep. Uh, and we're uploading that to YouTube. You get, you can get, you can have that one for free, guys. Yep. But the next one is um, uh, progressive overload. The next one just to program design, structure, and consistency is progressive overload, and of course that means uh, basically following program phases, which is what we do in the flexibility masterclass. We have three phases to it, which is, you know, people off people say to us, w why do I need phase two and three, what's the diff? Well, or that's actually not what people ask. People ask, what's the difference between phase one, two, and three? Well, the only difference is that they progressively get harder and they represent your ability to adapt to the workout. Yep. So you do phase one for X amount of time until you achieve an initial result. You're not gonna get that same result from continuing to do phase one again. You need to do phase two, where you go to progressively more challenging movements that will give you the next breakthrough. And then again, phase three. Yep. And in our experience, three phases has been enough 
to get people that can't do a pancake like what Yanni's doing to being able to do a chest floor pancake, people that can't do the splits to being able to do the splits, people that can't do back bridges at all to being able to do back bridges. Yep. Um, and then once you have that knowledge, you really understand programming principles and progressive overload for flexibility that can take you to amazing heights. Yeah. It, 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 there's no doubt in my mind that it builds uh, the perfect foundation, but there are some cases, uh, and I would say that, that those three phases for a clean slate will get you to do the, the movements really, really well. But for people who have, you know, experienced issues or compromise like myself, there is a real need for our final point. And this is really what, what, what um, was the breakthrough for me was the ability to, you know, hit a plateau and go, what is it? that I am not doing that is going to get me beyond where I am right now. And as I said earlier, I got to a point where no matter what I tried, I didn't feel the stretches in the hamstring. I felt the stretches in, 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 in sort of the outside of my knee and the top of the calf area, all the way down into my foot. Like I got this, this burning nerve pain when I was trying to stretch my hamstrings or adductors or, or whatever, you know. And uh, no matter how much stretching I did, I tried all these different hamstring stretches. I just couldn't seem to get another breakthrough. And then there was one workout that we were, you know, that we have the luxury of most of the time, all of us working out together. That's myself, Rad, Richard, and Phil. And I noticed Rad doing this dorsiflexion stretch, which means um, standing on a calf block where his feet, his toes are elevated into a dorsiflexion position, doing a loaded hamstring stretch. And I was like, oh, wow, I've, I've never seen that stretch before. Doesn't that hurt? You know, and he's like, no, not at all. And he was, he was doing it just like a loaded hamstring stretch. He was doing eccentrics. He was doing isometrics. But all of it was done with a really aggressive dorsiflex ankle. And I was like, there's no way I could do that. My, I would get this chronic nerve pain, you know. And through bouncing around ideas and, and having, you know, it being reinforced by um, Phil and, and Nilesh, our physios, that as long as I manage load, it should be fine. I just have to start gentle and do this. Uh, I decided to give it a try, you know. And the first couple of times that I did it, it felt horrible. I was just like, oh, my God, this is so uncomfortable. I got all of those sort of nerve feelings that I got in my feet, in the soles of my feet, up my calves, in my ankle, behind my knee. And, uh, and I thought, man, there's just no way that I would, uh, th 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 this can be good for me. You know, it's just too uncomfortable. I could hardly lean forward into the hamstring stretch when I, m when my feet were in that position. And, uh, and I, 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 you know, it was reinforced by everyone that as long as I did it gently, I'd be okay. So I kept at it. I did it for about four weeks, like in each of the weekly workouts that I was doing those movements. Uh, and then I started to feel comfortable in that position. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm having a bit of a breakthrough. And then I noticed that Rad had progressed to doing his Romanian deadlift. So a strength exercise where he was developing range in his, uh, uh, strength in his range uh, in the same fashion. He was doing a Romanian deadlift with his ankles dorsiflexed. And, uh, and I thought, okay, I'm going to progress to doing that and see how that goes. And I worked up to over a couple of weeks uh, doing about... 80 kilos, so much lighter than I would do. A, I, I might do up to 140 kilos on a regular Romanian deadlift. I, I, I started off doing quite light and worked up to about 80 kilos. So it was a lot more gentle, but that just reinforced the, 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 the range and, and developed strength in that range and opened it up and opened it up. And it would have been, I can't remember exactly, maybe four, 
maybe five weeks of doing all of those progressions, doing different feet positions that I decided to go back and try a pancake. And uh, I was not even warm, but at the moment that I sat forward, I, it felt different. I was like, holy crap, I don't have the same restrictions feeling. And I sort of, um, uh, almost cold, I leant into it and went way further, not to the floor, but way further than I'd ever been before. And I was, immediately I knew, okay, there's something going on here. There's, there's something in what we've been doing. And then the, um, the restriction no longer felt like it was in my legs at all. It felt like it was in my lower back, in my QL, or almost from the glute or hip complex up to my rib cage. And I felt like, okay, now that's the limiting factor. And then Rad showed me a, uh, a pancake side lateral flexion stretch that he'd learned from one of his flexibility coaches, Joachim, is that yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, I, and, and I introduced that to the training and uh, did that for maybe a week or two, a couple of sessions and then I could drop, drop to the floor. Like it was quite easy, you know? Mm. And, the, and the point is, Yes, these stretches, we're going to call them revolutionary stretches. They were certainly revolutionary breakthrough stretches for me. They were the, the thing that I needed, you know, but I never would have found them or tried them or been confident to push through the discomfort that I was experiencing if I couldn't bounce that off you guys in the sessions, you know. Yeah, and that's point three, the mastermind learning from other people. And that is, that's for sure one of the most valuable um, elements, isn't it? It's the when you're in a group of people where you can bounce ideas off. And if you're, you know, there's this saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find a new room. So when you're in a group of people that are better than you, it's something that you're trying to do. That's a really valuable place to be. Yeah. And this is really why we created the UMS online coaching group. We created it so that for those people around the world that want to be in that room where they're surrounded by people that are better than them, they have that opportunity. They have the opportunity to ask questions and post videos and get the right answers. Well, when we launched the program online, originally we ran it for a whole year without the coaching group and there was a missing link. And that was this mastermind concept being able, like, you know, we had people saying, some people achieving incredible results and people like Tom Wood and Blakely, the guys that are moderators in this group, they were our originals mm -hmm. and they were all getting really good results. The programming was fantastic, but there was no um, platform to bounce ideas off, to post videos of yourself, to say, am I doing this right? Should I change the angle of my feet? I feel it here. What's going on? You know, you need that. You need that. Like we, we call it banter. We just sit there and we banter and we're talking and people make little suggestions. Oh, you should try doing this. Have you ever tried this before? Da, 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 you know, and you take it for granted. And, and we, we ran, ran the, the online coaching for a, a whole year, you know, sort of taking for granted that we had this thing that we, we really needed to give people uh, access to. And, uh, and that's what we've done with the, with the Facebook group now, which has been really, really great for a lot of people who make use of it. You know, um, I know Vinnie Brown is one of the people I think in there. Yep, yep. And, um, uh, and there's certain people that are posting videos all week, you know, uh, we get, we go live after this podcast recording for an hour to look at all their videos and answer all their questions and give them feedback. And quite often there'll be, you know, next week, Phil will be here. He's here, here every other week. And, you know, we have um, the whole team here bouncing ideas and doing exactly what we do when we're in our training sessions, you know, and, and that is, I think the, the, the real missing link for a lot of people, because there are times when, 
your body behaves uniquely. You know, you've got some scar tissue somewhere. You've got an injury that you that that you're dealing with that makes it a little bit different that you're going to have to adapt your workouts to. You know, yeah. And at that, whatever's written on paper doesn't necessarily work for you, and you need an answer as to why you need somebody who's gone through that process before you to be able to say, well, this is most likely what's going on. And yep. th- that that is so valuable. Yeah. I mean, people pay a lot of money for that. People yep. pay a lot of money to have somebody just tell them the one or two things that's going to give them that breakthrough. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, even this group, this is why we called it the uh, UMS Mastermind. Um, it, it, you know, this is what it was in, intended for, you know, for people who had, who had stumbled across our work. Uh, and originally it was our, our, uh, because we had this growth on YouTube and we had so many people asking questions on YouTube and we were like, man, until we see it, until we see it, we can't really give you an answer. Like I, I you know, it's, it's very hard to answer a, 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 a YouTube comment that where, where someone's saying, Hey, I'm trying to do this and it's not working or am I doing it right? You're like, no. And you, and you couldn't post photos and videos on YouTube. So we said, let's start a Facebook group, get people over there. They can post a video of themselves and we can have a look at it, you know? And then it just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew to a point where we were like, wow, we can't answer everyone's question, uh, but we do our best. And then we decided let's do a podcast where we look at the questions and the things that are being answered and, and answer them in a, in a podcast format, you know, so yep. everyone can learn from it. And that's why we go live daily in, in here. But it, this is what the, the platform is meant for. You know, it's meant mm-hmm. for you guys to post videos of yourselves, to ask questions. And you've got a collective mastermind of people in here who are all striving for the same thing. I've got a lot of friends in here who are all personal trainers, you know, who, you know, people will uh, help you. We will help you. We've got moderators and we're in here all the time as well, you know. So it, it really shouldn't be understated. But when you take it to a uh, a filtered version where it is a specific number of people that are on the same program that are get, doing the same things that are at this arguably a very very similar level you know in their development in their training um, then the quality of questions is increased and the specificity of what people are talking about goes through the roof. And yep. so you really start to get that mastermind effect, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's very, very good. It's kind of like having a, a random group of people in your mastermind, or, or now, okay, you've specially selected a, a small group of people who you want there, you know? Yep. And that and that's really, really powerful. It just, it just levels the whole system up again, the whole concept up again, yep. and it becomes you know, uh, I, I think uh, priceless. I, I honestly believe priceless if you yep. use it properly. Yep. Now, listen, if you've been uh, waiting for this show and you're tuning in now and you're enjoying hearing about Yanni's breakthrough, this is your opportunity to have a breakthrough yourself because make no mistake, it was the Flexibility Masterclass combined with the UMS Mastermind Group that got this breakthrough for Yanni. And today and for the next three days, we're offering you a really good opportunity to get started on the same journey that Yanni did three years ago that unlocked this level of flexibility for him today. Now, as we said, we we honestly believe that by using the programs and the resources that we provide for you, that you can have that same breakthrough in 12 months. Um, Now, what you're gonna wanna do if you wanna go on that journey 
Get started by clicking on the link in the UMS Movement Mastermind that I'm going to put up in about half an hour. So probably by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be there where you can grab the Flexibility Masterclass at a huge discounted price. And if you're ready to get started with us and come right into the inner circle, become a part of our mastermind, get coached by Yanni and I directly, there'll be an opportunity to also join the UMS online coaching group for your first month absolutely free. It's a no-brainer. You've got to get in on this. This is going to have as big a breakthrough for you as it did for Yanni and for me and for people like Minnie. So don't miss out, guys. And and John. How and are John. you, John? Mate, we've got to catch up. Long overdue. Mm. Uh, Vinny's got a question here um, regarding the need for recovery. I think we'll answer that in the UMS online coaching group. Okay. Because that's what we saved that group for. That's just for anybody that's listening to this. Vinny's got a really good question here, but Vinny's a part of the UMS online coaching group. And and on these shows here, these are podcasts where we cover specific topics. The difference between this and the UMS online coaching group is that we answer people's specific coaching questions that are in that group. So yeah, Vinny, that's a really good question that you've got there, but we'll save that if you can just post that in the online coaching group, brother, and we'll do that in the, uh, in the uh, coaching call. Um, thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. It's been, uh, oh, you're not in there. Oh, Vinny, mate, what are you doing? Well, look, we'll, we'll see if we can post this, this into the movement mastermind group. Um, and we'll see if we can get to it because we do have to keep these, um, podcasts on point and we don't, uh, go too deep into specific coaching with these, um, podcast episodes. That's what we keep for the UMS online coaching group. Um, so, and you don't need equipment, man. You can do the UMS online coaching program, um, with, uh, body weight and nothing more than a set of gymnastics rings. It's, uh, it's totally customizable to whatever you need. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in guys. And thanks for the, um, for the interaction, for those of you that were on the live show, and we will quickly just remember uh, one last uh, reminder: the routine that I posted, the uh, hip mobility routine that I posted this week, uh, literally just a video on my phone. We've produced now w- with like proper high quality production, which is going to go live to our YouTube channel. Uh, I think later today plus the two stretches that we talked about today. A full tutorial of how to do them, how to progress them uh, is going to go live. So for those of you who may be sitting there going, wow, I experienced the same thing, the same restriction, the same feeling when I'm trying to stretch my hamstrings, there you go. I'm going to walk you through a tutorial of those two stretches uh, and that's they're both going to go live to our YouTube channel today. So get yourself up there. I, I will, of course... Uh, pop a link in on the page here uh, so that you can you can find it easily. And uh, yeah, there you go. Those Vin- ones you can have for free. Vinny's saying, wait, what? I totally thought I needed access to weights for the UMS. No, you don't. You can do the UMS. <laughs> uh, that's the whole thing about the UMS is that we teach you how to create customized programs to your level so what whatever your capabilities are but also to whatever you've got access to and yeah there's you can you can do it with just body weight training but but um, Vinny, that's the whole beauty of being in the mastermind you know when you've got a limitation you can just post a video and we'll walk you through how to solve it how to solve yeah the, the and problem, it won't just man. be rad and i because we're dumb shits it'll be uh phil and <laughs> richie the two smart ones yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> all right team thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next week for another great episode of the sound of movement podcast and in 15 minutes roughly we'll be on live for the uh, ums online coaching uh weekly group coaching course so get yourself over there if you're listening 
See you soon, guys. Thanks very much. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity.